welcome. You've got mail. Welcome to Tech Stream. I'm Seth Everett. He is Shelly Palmer. We are playing another 10 hits commercial free as we discuss the world of radio. Shelly, uh, I started my career in radio. So did you. Um, The idea when I was graduating college in the 90s uh, was sports radio was a booming business. And the idea was, could you get into that? And so for the first 20 or so years of my career, uh, I was on radio stations. I worked in Denver. I worked in Seattle. Then I worked with MLB and transformed into the tech world. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I have noticed as this has gone on is I don't obsess about radio's numbers. I don't look at them the, the, the same way others do. What I notice is how stations are downsizing. I remember that Radio Row at the Super Bowl is a shell of what it what once was. It used to be in convention centers, and now they're talking about having it in hotel ballrooms. Um, right. It's just changed. The, the way things are being done is less than. And the opportunities for young people are still there, but they're paying a lot less. With the advent of podcasts, with the advent of TikTok, with the advent of Instagram and Facebook, where does radio fit in the lexicon? Well, interestingly, Seth, for about the last decade, radio revenues have been, other than the height of the pandemic, radio revenue has been pretty steady, about 10, 11 billion dollars a year gross revenue. But as you say, podcasting, big thing right? There's not more attention or uh, to give. You know, we live in an attention economy. You, you have, uh, since uh, we had the modern work week, right, which is 40 hours, you had labor say, we want 40 hours of work, 40 hours, of rec- um, 40 hours of recreation and 40 hours of sleep. That's sort of the way the, the work week, the, the work week works. You know, it's eight hours of work, eight hours of rec, eight hours of sleep. The getting to and from work in an automobile is the radio business. End of story. Drive time, right? That is the radio business. Let's be clear about one thing, though. Let me let me cut you off and just be clear about one thing. We're talking about linear radio, AM, FM radio. We're not talking about the spoken word. The spoken word is alive and well. Yeah, I mean, look, radio has evolved over time. One of the things that makes radio such an interesting business, and by the way, I don't know any poor or disadvantaged radio station owners. We're not having a tele- we're not having a telethon for any radio station owners anytime soon. And as you said, the reason is the way that radio stations are run, as you know extremely well uh, up close and personally, WXYZ, you fill in the blank in um, Cincinnati, WKRP in Cincinnati. Deers, in Deer's Ears, Alabama. I mean, literally any town USA, yeah. tiny radio station. There is a 90 plus percent chance it is an office with a post office box yeah. and the tra- and a transmitter. They, they run a tower and every ounce of programming on that station is coming from another location. From a, a syndicator, syndicator, right? A syndicator, right? I mean, that's general and and the weather's automated from a service right like there's nothing happening there there is a an admin an administrative assistant uh, or secretary sitting or receptionist if there is even one and that's it so with that level of cost 
it's pretty profitable, sure, right? It oh, just sure. is. And so th- that business is alive and it may have, it may have found its level and the death knell of radio has been uh, rung for, for over a decade. And yet the business hangs on with a roughly 10, 11, $12 billion a year revenue stream. It, it took a header in, in 2020, like everybody else. Uh, but it's bounced back, projected for 22 to be close to $13 billion. So it's not terrifying. Um, it's not what it was in its heyday. You know, back in the day, it was twice that large. And back in the real heyday, when, you know, you want to talk about 20, 25 years ago, Seth, you know, and now we're talking, you know, that was a 25, $30 billion business back then. It's not anymore. But you know what? I don't know how much... <clears throat> It's for the last 10 years, it's hung on. I'll tell you what's interesting. No one's made any investment in radio. They made investment in podcasts. Hey, here's tech streams. They've made well, investments. But, but, but corporations are making investments in podcasts. You know, 10 years ago, it, it, you know, podcasts were some guy in a basement, you know, the yeah. entrepreneurial podcast. Now it's iHeart has podcasts and Wondery has podcasts and Amazon has sure, podcasts. Sure. But we haven't seen that kind of investment in radio. Correct. Right. We haven't we haven't seen, you know, a local station say, you know what, I'm going to invest in my local news. I'm going to invest in entertainment. I'm going to invest in a in a DJ that appeals to my local neighborhood. And I'm going to put some money into my local drive like you just don't see that. You see just the opposite. Cut costs, cut costs, cut costs. So where the innovation is happening is in podcasting. Right. And other and another and other streaming services. That's where the true innovation is happening. Look. Um, is radio going to hang on? You got to ask me, answer this question for me. There's a clock in my car. I've had a clock in my car for 40 plus years. There's been a clock in the car for the last 30 years. There's been a thermometer that tells me the outside temperature. Now I have ways that tells me precisely exactly what the traffic situation is. What is the purpose of local spoken word radio? What is the what is the purpose of 1010 wins? Well, you know, and it's funny because I used to work there and they downsized incredibly. Um, but they did it in such a it's it's so sad what I what I've noticed. You know, I come from a sports background. So, you know, I'm not I'm not reinventing the wheel. I'm not the news anchor. I'm not the weather guy, the traffic guy. What I did notice is that when um, Entercom, which is now Odyssey, Uh, When Entercom bought CBS, the first thing they did was they took the sports guys from WFAN in New York and put them on 1010 wins because they were saying, well, instead of doing three updates an hour, you can do five updates an hour and we don't have to pay you one cent extra and we (laughs) can eliminate positions. That's when the layoffs started. You know, I wasn't I wasn't a victim of that. What happened with me with iHeart now I've told this publicly. I got signed back to iHeart uh, to be on WCBS 880. And when the Intercom uh, CBS merger uh, or purchase happened, um, 25 of my colleagues were let go. Wow. And there were six of us and we were taken to this lunch. <laughs> we didn't know any of this at the time. And the, 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 this, this lovely lady uh, who was our boss uh, came in to the lunch and she said, if you're sitting at this table, uh, you survived. And we went, wow. what, do, what do you mean survived? And what my my iHeart job was repurposed so that I was no longer on WCBS 880. But now I would be filing reports all over the country. And so 
instead of doing something live, I upload to a server and I'm on in Virginia, Alabama, uh, Georgia, Phoenix, Seattle, Boston, New York, etc. And it's just different. Now, I didn't lose any hours. I didn't lose any, any, any stuff. I still work there, but I couldn't tell you where I've heard. I, I, I don't know where I, I am. I used to be on WCBS 880. Right. And the argument from that standpoint is I'm just a dime a dozen. It's everywhere. My theory is well, that you're special to me. <laughs> thanks. The, I, the idea in my perspective of what I don't see radio, linear radio surviving. What I see happening is eventually Howard Stern retires and these car deals with Sirius XM start to expire. Mm -hmm. And once that happens, and I've talked to you about this off air, I've talked, remember your, uh, your salons during the pandemic, sure. you had, I pitched this to 17 different, different uh, uh, industry people. My idea is that you have a podcast player that syncs up with whatever your subscription service is, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, mm -hmm. whatever it is. And those five buttons that are on your car go to your five favorite podcasts. Now, what I propose is a subscription service, 50 cents a month, 99 cents a month, whatever you want to call it. And you can choose to subscribe to top of the hour local news, top of the hour national news, traffic report if you are so inclined entertainment business sports whatever it is mm -hmm. and that at the top of the hour like you said you have the clock in your car you're driving along the highway and nine o'clock hits all of a sudden you hear ding ding and whatever your your podcast pauses and your your news report starts right and if you subscribe to four of them you're going to get four back to back and right. then it'll pick up where you left off and I see that as the future. I don't see linear radio going. What I see is the radio companies, the Odysseys, the iHearts, making something like that when they can get that technology into cars, because right now car deals are in bed with Sirius XM. If anybody has bought a car or leased a car in the last 15 years, you know that you get a 30-day free trial of Sirius XM. That's going away. I, it's possible that that is going to go away. I don't know the value uh, of a serious XM at this point. I really don't. Um, I have it in my car. You pay it's, the monthly fee? I do. I do. Um, mostly, mostly because the 24 hour news channels are, are available and in order you mean for me the, to, the audio from the TV uh -huh. Uh -huh. in order for me to do my so you're job. not listening to radio channels that they've created. You listen to I've, CNN or MSNBC or Fox or whatever it is. Well, actually, on Bloomberg and and some of the others, it's, it, okay. it's important. Like when I have time to listen, I won't do that. I won't sit around and watch that stuff, you know, during the day when I'm driving. Yep. It's a good time for me to take a survey course and what are the different, you know, flavor a heart take. monitor, ah, the flavor takes on, on a given day's story. It's always, <laughs> it's always instructive and informative, but I tell you what, I don't know that the car and a oh, Sirius XM 
and or uh, CarPlay and or uh, the um, Android Auto. Here's kind of a weird thing, right? The cars have telematics in them and they require their own electronics. Part of that electronics in the, in the car business has been selling you upgrades into their premium packages. And if you think about radio, Seth, the radio business tracks the car, the car business. And early on, cars just had radios in them. And the auto business had absolutely no financial interest whatsoever in the content. Right. So a multi, we were, you know, back in the day, it was 40, 50 billion. Now it's, you know, 10 billion, 12 billion. There was an awful lot of money made every year, thanks to the auto industry for radio. I mean, radio was built on the auto industry and the auto industry got nothing for it. So when the audio, when the auto industry noticed the internet happening, they thought, well, wait, we're not going to let this happen again. And you know, you've been offered uh, 3G networks in your car, 4G networks in your car, and now 5G networks in your car, right? The thing they don't offer, for reasons that make me very, very sad, they don't offer the integration of the telematics and the services you actually use. You can get CarPlay and you can get Android Auto in your car. What you can't do is have your heads-up display display Waze. It displays the car's own navigation tools. It doesn't, so that's useless. So a lot of the premium stuff the auto industry is offering doesn't have much to do with what's going on in CarPlay and Android Auto. I think what's going to hurt radio the most is when that integration gets better, right? When all of a sudden your car and your phone are, are inextricably linked to past where it is now, then the service you're describing, there is no radio in the car. It's done, right? Now it's a question right. of what, what is your phone? And that's not really standardized, but I think it's, it's leaning that way. And this has more to do with, uh, like you said, Sirius XM, the only reason they exist on the earth is that they've got auto deals, right? Can you, do you know anybody that has Sirius XM in their house? I don't. I used Ironclad to. auto deals, like ironclad auto deals. You know, the only right. people I know that have Sirius XM in their house work there. Well, yeah. Or they, or they got some, <laughs> some promo where it says, you'll get it for free if you get the car deal. But I don't, I've never been in a person's house where X, Sirius XM was running. It's, it's going to be some playlist off it's of Spotify, Spotify. Pandora, Pandora, right. Yeah. Some people, I mean, a, a few uh, diehards have Sonos and, and, you know, they have, but mostly it's either Apple music or Spotify or Pandora. So what I'm thinking is that as goes the auto industry, so goes radio as we understand it. The stats I don't have in front of me, are, and you can maybe answer this just personally as a focus group of one. Do you listen to your local radio stations when you are out of market using the internet ever? I haven't listened to live radio in at least three years. Okay, rest. I haven't time. listened once. I, I, I haven't listened, even when my phone was broken. I didn't listen to the radio, but, but every radio station, it's the is previous on episode of tech stream, you know, every radio station streams, right? Every oh, oh, they all do. they all do. I have and listened I, now. Now I will say um, when the Seattle Kraken announced their, um, their coach, you know, their, their, their initial coach and, and mm -hmm. the expansion draft. I remember my old radio station out in Seattle, KJR, uh, was broadcasting that live 
And I went on my computer and I went to uh, however you've listened, listen live. And I listened to it then. That was about a year and a half ago. So you don't have the you iHeart. You don't have the iHeart app. You don't have not, not on my phone. No. Yeah. So that that's my point. I don't know how many people actually, because there aren't enough local disc jockeys. There aren't enough local radio personalities to, to build that business. So the podcasting business is completely usurped and replaced that. Uh, there may be a few morning shows that are are great, but but th- those are the those are the shows, not the stations, right? You'd follow the show, you wouldn't follow the station. You'd follow the personality, not the station. I, I so, think in big markets, I I think in big market again, my my background is sports. Mm-hmm. I think in big markets, Boston is having a sports radio war where the yeah. two stations are thriving. Uh, you know, WEI and then the Sports Hub ninety eight five. Uh, WFAN in New York is doing fantastic um, in big markets when what you're saying because they are they are population dense hence the word big market sure, sure right and there is a CPM to be had and sports is destination and time sensitive right so I mean there's a whole bunch of reasons those stations are doing great and I hear their content for example uh, Boomer Esiason does a morning show right and they take their first 14 minute open before their first commercial break. And that's a podcast. And I will subscribe to that. So what I will listen to when I get in my car is I will hear Boomer and Carton from this morning. You know, for example, I will listen to them for 14 minutes before I go on to the next NPR podcast. You know, I have my list of my top 10 podcasts, but Mm -hmm. in my top 10 podcasts that I listen to, I would say sports radio stations are about three of them. So I hear sports radio content. I just hear it in the platform. This is what I mean by radio's dying. I just think that the, the, the audio channels will still exist. Yeah. But what's transforming, and it's not because people don't listen to radio anymore. It's not radio's dying for the same reason that baseball's dying. <laughs> baseball's dying because nobody's going to watch it anymore. What's what radio is doing is it's just it's transforming and how it transforms in the vehicles is going to be the future of music, news, streaming of all kinds. Well, but I mean, we have to separate radio, the art form from radio, the platform. That's exactly right. Right. I mean, radio, the platform is antennas and and, you know, radio FM, tune it in with the dial. Yeah, that. That's meaningless. We've, we're, you know, we, we always conflate radio, the art form, and radio, the platform. By the way, we conflate TV, the art form, and TV, the platform also. It's, it's not an uncommon thing to mess up, but, you know. But linear TV has got one more generation left. Linear TV is going to last till 2031 when the football contract comes up. And if the football <laughs> contract is not a TV contract, there is no more local TV. And if there is, then there will be local TV. We don't have to think, we don't have to worry about television until the NFL contract comes up. NFL is TV, TV is NFL. End of story. But um, my mother, who I won't give her age, you know, when she moved into her apartment mm-hmm. just recently, the, the only thing she needed was cable and it had to have the game show network and the local uh, NBC affiliate. She's the she's that that demographic that's a dying breed. And when that group group leaves, like, you know, I I did a podcast uh, on sports with friends with a guy who does the 11 o'clock sports. Like, like, what is the future of that? You know, that's a separate uh, that's a separate topic. You know, linear television and linear radio are two different things. What I'm saying is the AM FM band is going away. 
Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's, uh, you know, I think that's right. Um, I, I don't know, honestly, Seth, how soon that is, though. Yeah, you know, we're all, look, we've been in, in, in various that's forms of digital, di right. digital transformation uh, for a long time. One thing I know for a fact, the airwaves, the AM, FM airwaves, and the FM frequencies that broadcast television stations uh, are allotted by the FCC, you, you know, you ask for a license. Seth, we have been transitioning from a, in a technological sense for a long time. And the AM, FM uh, airwaves, which are given uh, free of charge to broadcasters by the FCC. And by the way, television, for those of you who don't know, uh, over-the-air television is FM. And FM radio is FM and AM radio is something else. It's amplitude modulation. But there's frequency modulation. That's for television and for FM radio. There's amplitude modulation. These carry are carried on a group of, of frequencies, which are licensed to stations uh, for free if you pass the FCC test. I mean, you got to pay some licensing fees, but it's it, for all intents and purposes, it's free. In case you're wondering, the exact same uh, spectrum that they give to FM and AM stations, specifically FM stations, both radio and television, are amazing for communications. They would be fantastic for the internet. They would be mind-blowingly great for your smartphone. They instead are being given free of charge to over-the-air television stations locally. And the argument is that not everyone can afford cable, not everyone can afford internet television. And there are out of, I don't know, the 125 million households, there are roughly 15, 20 million antenna only households, right? The rest are cable and satellite and uh, internet. So while we still have an FCC that's, you know, taking us down the old path, radio as we understand it, local television as we understand it is going to be just fine. You could make a really solid argument that says all of this stuff should be online and we should give this spectrum maybe to the public for use in unlicensed uh, bandwidth so that we could create uh, what Marty Cooper wants to create, which is this kind of free and open wireless network that would allow a lot of innovation. Right now, the government has auctioned off spectrum to the big carriers, TMO, AT&T, and Verizon for billions and billions of dollars and we are the recipients of, oh, this nonsense called 5G. So everything we're talking about is bizarrely related yeah. to the airwaves, the FCC government policy. And when you say, well, you know, radio is going to do this or this, is like not till the government decides what to do with the spectrum. The spectrum is granted to these guys and they're going to use it. They're making money. And by the way, remember pagers? Do you remember like <laughs> when you used to have a pager? Sure. Do you know what? one. Okay, do you know what a bunch of those pagers were, were carried on? The subcarriers of public television stations so they could subsidize their income by licensing their unused government-granted free spectrum. They licensed it out to pager companies. It's like, and still a ton of uh, frequencies, uh, spectrum are, are licensed by local stations because they have more digital bandwidth, then they have programming to put on it. So this is far more complex than, well, what about the programming? If it was just about the programming, this already be done. 
there's a lot of money in the platform of radio and the platform of television. So I will reserve the right to declare it uh, dead or dying. And regardless of the audience, this is more about the finances. And we'll see how that all plays out over the next couple of years. Well, you know, I just think that as I'm listening to you say it, and as we did this entire episode, all I can think of is the late, great Freddie Mercury. We'll see you next week, folks. You bet.